This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. We are discussing today uh, Nefesh HaChaim. We're in chapter 17 of Nefesh HaChaim. And we were discussing a little bit last week about how the soul, the three parts of the soul linked together. The Nefesh, the Ruach, and the Shema. So we're linked together like a chain. The soul is linked together like a chain. The different parts of the soul linked together like a chain. And the Neshama goes all the way up. All the way up to the highest levels. So you have Nefesh, which is inside, the Ruach, which is in the head, and the Neshama goes all the way up. But it can come down and rest in the head on top. So they're all linked together like a chain. So the bottom part of the Nefesh is low down. And then the higher top part of the Nefesh is linked to the Ruach, the bottom part of the Ruach. Right? And the top, the top part of the Ruach is linked to the bottom part of the Neshama. Like a chain, like three, if you can imagine, three long ropes tied together. So Nefesh is the lowest rope, the Ruach is the middle rope, and the Neshama is the highest rope that goes all the way up to the top. All the way up to the top. And that forms, we're going to talk about, how to do Teshuvah and how to break the chain. Sometimes the chain breaks. So he says, one should strive, this is Rav Haim Velazhin, one should strive to make his service of Hashem perfect and pure. It's very hard to do, perfect and pure. We talked about earlier how they built the Mishkan. Totally, perfect and pure. Totally, perfect and pure. And that's the secret of some things being successful. How is something successful? Some of these marriages are successful, marriages are not successful. And the answer is, how do they go into it? They go into it with purity, pure motives. Some people don't have pure motives. They have this, in, uh, you know, they have this ulterior motive, this ulterior motive. So purity of the motives going into it, same thing with children. Some they see children like this and children like that. And the answer is, how do they, how are they conceive? The conception of the child is very important. Do they conceive in purity or not purity? Everything starts from the beginning. Everything starts from right at the top, right at the beginning. So he said, a person should try to make their service of Hashem pure, perfect and pure. How do we do that? And the answer is, we said, the nefesh ruad neshama. Nefesh, we said, is a person's deeds. A person going to try and make their deeds perfect as possible. Very hard. Perfect as possible. Whatever deed you do. Uh, let's give an example. A person gives stuck up. Try and do it with a, good, a nice way. Do it with a smile. And that's a nice deed. Do it with a smile. And then the, ru- the Ruach has the speech. So say nice words. Say, here you are. I want to help you. Please take it. And do it with good thoughts. Ah, I don't want to give this guy. I don't like this guy. I'm not going to give him. I'll get cut down a little bit. But I have good thoughts as well. So three things. Very important. So Nefesh is the deed. The action. Ruach is the speech. And Neshama is the thought behind it. So that's very powerful. These three things are very powerful. And a person is going to constantly examine these three areas of their lives. How did I do in my deeds? Right? How did I do in my speech? How did I do in my thoughts? So, for example, a person goes home to his wife. And you act. So the actions are deeds. But his speech is horrible. Talks so badly. It's not so good. So the speech is he's providing for the house. He's buying this, buying that, looking for that. But the speech may not be good. So his nefesh is good, but the ruach is not good. And uh, sometimes the speech is good, and in his mind he's thinking about, I'm going to divorce this woman. So, so you have three different aspects. It's like putting all three aspects together. A person's going to try and make the perfection of their deeds, their words, and their thoughts. Three parts. Why? Because these three parts will fix the three hidden parts of the soul. Nefesh, Shema. Hashem wants to give. Hashem wants to give us. We have to remember that. Hashem is the prime giver. Hashem created the world to give. That's one of the opinions. Hashem created the world to give. 
But we have to allow him to give. Just like a child misbehaves, the child the father's not going to give him. Hopefully the father's a smart father. And the father ruins his child by giving him if he doesn't deserve. Hashem wants to give. Hashem wants to give if you behave nice. So Hashem wants to give. And therefore we have to help him. How do we help him? By doing the right thing so Hashem will give us more. A person should always engage in Torah study, always doing mitzvot, always trying to correct their shortcomings. And a person can always do teshuva. There's no such thing as a person cannot do teshuva. Even though the Rambam says there's a level where a person cannot do teshuva, if a person really believes they can do teshuva, they can do teshuva. As he said, Elisha ben Abuya, he, he believed that he could do teshuva, he didn't do teshuva. Whatever you believe, that's how you're treated. So a person's belief system is very, very important. So let's just recap. A person's got to perfect these three areas of their lives. What are the three areas of lives? Actions, speech, thoughts. Actions, speech, thoughts. That's all. Very simple system. It's so hard to do. Perfect the actions. Perfect the speech. Perfect the thoughts. That's even harder to do. And that's what we have to try and do. So Moshe Rabbeinu was one of the few people who had his neshama inside his body. Most people just have the sparks of the neshama on their head. Whatever that means. But Moshe Rabbeinu was it's so pure that the Neshama came inside the body. So, let's just recap. So, what do we say? We said uh, three parts of the soul. The Nefesh is the lower part, and they're attached to each other. So, the top part of the Nefesh is attached to the lowest part of the Ruach. The top part of the Ruach is attached to the lowest part of the Neshama. You know, the Mishnah says in Prikavu, it says, it's better to be the tail of the lion than be the head of the fox. See the difference between the two. What's better, to be the head of the nefesh or to be the tail of the ruach? Tail of the ruach. It's higher. What's better, to be the head of the ruach or be the tail of the shema? It's better to be the tail of the shema. It's high level, totally high level, totally different. Levels completely. Same thing applies to our deeds. What's better, to have the best deeds or to have the lowest level of speech? Or good, good speech. Speech is higher. Thoughts are even higher. In this physical world, we don't see thoughts we got a real problem. We don't see the thoughts behind the deed. We just see the deed, and we see the speech. We can hear the speech. We can't see what's going on in the real back of the person's mind. We have this guy, you know, Zarif. Zarif is the foreign minister of Iran. I don't know if they threw him out. They didn't throw him out. I hope they threw him out. I hope you, hope you get rid of him, because he has the sweetest tongue. He knows how to talk, but no one knows how devious the guy is inside. Totally devious. Totally devious. So he fooled all the Europeans. So the speech is good. The deeds are terrible, but the speech can fool everyone. So he knows how to talk. So it's very, that's, that's the trouble. We can only see how a person behaves. We can only see a person how he, they talk. But we cannot see what they're thinking in their head. Hashem wants us to perfect ourselves at all three levels. So a person should do, should do misfort. That is action. A person should speak the very Torah, that's speech. But what's going on in the head? That's, that's the hardest part. So now the, the Rav Chaim Velashen says, don't forget, whatever you are on a low level, you can always climb up the ladder. So a person can lower themselves and the person can raise themselves up. There's always a point where a person can return. A person can always return. We can always do tshuva. And uh, the Mishnah says, in chapter 4, it says, tshuva and ma'asim tovim, tshuva and good deeds, katris b'fnei puranut. If there's going to be any troubles in the world, a person is going to be punished, punished, the biggest shield for punishment is teshuva and good deeds. They act like a shield to stop any punishments. 
So Teshuvah is so easy, easy. We can just do it in our heads. Just think Teshuvah. I'm sorry, Hashem. I'll never do it again. Did Teshuvah. So it's very powerful. So now we know the spiritual worlds are linked together. Exactly what you're talking about. In a chain-like progression. So the highest aspect of the lower world is connected to the lowest aspect of the world above it. And the highest aspect of that world is connected to the lowest aspect of the world above it. And the same holds true for the three elements of the soul. That's what we said before. Three elements of the soul. The nefesh, the highest part of the nefesh, is linked to the lowest part of the ruach. The highest part of the ruach is linked to the lowest part of the neshama. So, and they reach higher and higher and higher. The highest aspect of nefesh, as we said. So this is part of chapter 17. Now we come to the famous line said by Abigail. Who is Abigail? Abigail was a very beautiful woman. She's one of the four beautiful, the Gemara says in Megillah, there are four very beautiful women in the world. Sarah, Esther, Abigail and Rahab. Rahab was the uh, was Zona, whatever. Four of the most beautiful women in the world. And there's a whole big discussion about Esther. Was she beautiful or not beautiful? Because there's another thing that said she was, her face, uh, her complexion was sallow. It was a very yellow complexion. But uh, she had chen. There's a line in, uh, in Mishle, which we say every, every Shabbat. Sheker achen, yofi. Grace is a lie. And uh, beauty is vanity. What's going on? What's grace is a lie? So the answer is, what is grace? Grace doesn't mean she's beautiful. Grace means there's something that attracts you to her. And you may be attracted, but I may say she's ugly. And the other guy says she's ugly as well. It's amazing. You see today, see guys, very handsome guys, marry very ugly women. Subjective. It's very subjective. So grace is a lie. What if it's a lie? Subjective. So another guy comes along and says, you're crazy. It's a lie. That's what they call it, Cupid. Exactly. Similar. But grace is a lie. Hashirash was attracted to Esther, not because she was beautiful. She had a certain grace. But the angel gave her grace. She found chen. Grace in his eyes. He was attracted to her. He's crazy. Attracted. According to one opinion, she was the most beautiful woman. One of the most beautiful women. According to the other opinion, she wasn't beautiful at all. It was just chen. So sheker chen. And beauty, even though no one can argue about the beauty, beauty eventually wastes in the dust. So it's vanity. It's not lasting. That's what, it, that's what Shlomo Melech is saying. Chen is a lie. Why? It's all very subjective. And beauty eventually goes away. It doesn't last forever. So it's heaven. So it's vanity. So we have to understand the lowest aspect of the soul is the nefesh. That's right down here with us. The ruach is the link between us and the neshama. The neshama is up there with Hashem. The highest part of the neshama is up there with, with, with Hashem. And just like there are ten spheres in all the dimensions, there are ten spheres in our souls. There's ten spheres just very, very general. Ten spheres of the nefesh, ten spheres of the ruach, ten spheres of the neshama. Ten. So what does Abigail say? So Abigail, we said one of the most beautiful women she was the wife of a no good. She was the wife of Naval HaKarmeli. Naval HaKarmeli, he lived in the Carmel near Haifa, and he was a Naval. Naval means uh, disgusting. He was disgusting. And he was a very nice guy. He was a very generous guy. He was a very mean, miserly guy, and very rich. Very, very rich, but mean and miserly. And David Amelech did so much work for him and his, and his sheep, and he guarded him. And then David goes and asks for a present, and Naval says, Get out of here. You're not the king. I don't owe you anything. Get out of here. So David is burning with anger. He's burning with anger. He wants to kill him. He's going to kill Naval. That night, he's going to kill Naval. Who comes to him? Naval's wife, Abigail. And she brings him food and presents. And, she, and she, uh, she's very smart, this woman. She's very, very smart. 
And she tells them, you're not allowed to judge cases at night. You can't judge Beitin at night. You can't. The son of doesn't sit at night. How can you kill him in the night? He said, because he's Mored bin Machud. He rebelled against the king. I'm the king. I was appointed king, anointed king. She says, you're not the king yet. <laughs> king Saul is the king. <laughs> so he thanked her for saving him from splitting blood. Can you imagine? He would have killed her husband. And uh, what happens is, within a few days, the husband dies. And she marries him. And she marries him. She blesses him, though. What does she bless him? She blesses him with a prayer that we say at a funeral. Wild. Say this prayer at a funeral. Uh, may, your, may his soul, may the nephesh of, the, of my Lord be bound up in the bond of life. So what is this bond of life? Yeah. What is the soror of Hayim? What is this bond of life? What is this uh, the secret of bond of life? So here the Rambam Velashen has this aspect he has explains. He says, what is this bond of life? This bond of life is this chain going back up all the way. You should always be bonded to your nefesh and your nefesh to your ruach and your ruach to your neshama all the way back to Hashem. That's the bond of life. It's the uh, umbilical cord between us and God. The umbilical cord between us and God is our soul going all the way up to a root which is bound with Hashem. That's what she blessed him. In the same way the Zohar says, we find in uh, Devarim, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Yaakov hevel nachalato. Yaakov is the hevel nachalato. He is the rope of the inheritance. What is the rope? What's the rope going to do with Yaakov? You know, what's the rope? So the answer is, we're connected to Hashem through the soul, which is like a rope. It's a cord which binds us to Hashem. So it's a, a person got to think, imagine a person walking, through, walking down the street thinking, I have an umbilical cord to Hashem. Imaginary cord, which is my soul, my nefesh, ruah, neshama, all linked together and directly linked to Hashem. And now we can understand the concept of karet. One of the worst punishments in the Torah is the punishment of karet. What is karet? The soul is cut off. Now we can understand it. Eating chametz on Pesach. Eating on food on Yom Kippur. Eating the fats of the animal. Certain fats. All these karet. Eating on Yom Kippur. Karet. Is there no teshuva for that? Show the teshuva. Come to it. Is there any way you're talking about? But what is karet? Now we can understand what karet is. If you have an umbilical cord to Hashem, nefesh, ruach, neshama, all linked all the way up to Hashem, karet is it's cut. The umbilical cord to God is cut. Pshhh. You have a lot of people walking around today don't feel spirituality at all. They come to Shul, I don't feel rabbi, rabbi I don't feel spirituality. The sign is karet. That's a sign of karet. It's not like they're not looking for it. They're looking for it. But they can't feel it. Why? Their souls have been cut. Terrible. It's a terrible thing. Because they're walking dead. People are walking dead. It says uh, Rasha in his lifetime is considered dead. What do you mean he's considered dead? He's not linked to the source. You know, today it's fantastic. You know why? Because technology can explain to us all these esoteric concepts. Mm-hmm. Today you have a thing called wireless charging. You can charge your device by putting on a pad. Wireless. Amazing. Amazing. There's no wires. <laughs> not attached. So you can imagine we are being wirelessly charged all the time by Hashem. Hashem is giving us energy through the soul that we don't see. It's wireless. Mm-hmm. But what happens is, if you break that, the soul dies inside. Because the soul is cut off from Hashem. It doesn't get the energy to feel the spirituality. So Hashem gives us the ability to link our souls all the way to Him. 
And therefore we can climb up. That's our ladder to Hashem. Our ladder to Hashem is the soul. So we climb up the nefesh, climb up the nefesh. How do you climb up the nefesh? How do we climb up the nefesh? Uh, maybe both. Deeds. Action. We said the nefesh is linked to deeds. If you improve your deeds, improve your deeds, improve your deeds, you climb up your nefesh. And then, improve your speech, improve your speech, improve your speech. Climb up nefesh, nefesh and uh, ruach. And then you climb, climb, the hardest part is your thoughts. Perfecting the thoughts, you're climbing up your soul. So the person's deeds, imagine, that's a very high spiritual level. How do you measure spirituality? And the answer is, look in your mind, what your mind's thinking about. If your mind is thinking about holy, good thoughts, healthy thoughts, and positive thoughts about other people, very high level, very, very high level. It means that neshama is being, look at Abraham Avinu. What is he thinking about? I want to do chesed to people. All imagine he's sitting outside his tent after his brit milah. Talking, Hashem is talking to him. He's thinking about Hachnasat I want to give. I want to help. I want to bring God into the world. I want to spread God's word in the world. I want to spread the idea of God in the world. When he is sick, huh? When he is yeah, he's sick. He's sick, physically sick, but spiritually healthy. Spiritually healthier than all of us. <laughs> So that's the climbing the ladder. That's what it means, climbing the ladder. How do you climb the ladder? How do you climb the ladder? So you perfect your deeds. That's number one. It's hard to perfect one deeds because number one is a person doing Averot at the same time. So number one is Sur Surmerah, uh, the first of the path of the just. At different levels. Zehirut. Keep away from bad. Keep away from bad because the bad can cause the soul to be cut. So that's the first step is keep away from bad. Bad is an enemy. Our enemy is evil. Evil is Avira. But does a sin, it's bad. It's so easy to do a sin today. Just looking. I didn't do anything. I just watched. I just saw. I just I heard Lashonara. I didn't do anything. So it's so easy. It's very it's very easy to do a sin today. So person number one is keep away from bad. Keep away from bad. Because bad can ruin a person's level. And do good. Do mitzvah properly with good deeds. Try and perfect the mitzvah. It's so hard to keep Shabbat properly. But to keep Shabbat, I, I didn't do all the 39 forms of work, but did you speak words about daily life? Say, I'm, tomorrow I'm going to go here, I'm going to do this, I'm going to buy this. I'm gonna... So just ruin the atmosphere of Shabbat. So it's perfection of the deed to perfect the mitzvah. Supposed to go to perfect the mitzvah. It's like, say, the food. So someone cooked the food, but it's missing salt. The food's not perfect. I've got to make sure the deed is perfect every way. So, depending on the degree which one immerses oneself into our study and prayer with love and fear of God, they can reach the point of clinging to the bond of life. What is the bond of life? Here we come to the secret. This is the secret. What is the in the bond of life? Hashem Himself. Hashem is the bond of life. Hashem gives us life. So she blessed him that he should be... Imagine, we say this after death. But really you can say even when a person is alive. That's the Kiddush over here. The Kiddush over here is Abigail blessed David when he's alive. We say this after a person dies. That he should, his soul should be bound to the bond of eternal life. But really it applies whether you're alive or dead. A person's soul should be bound to Hashem. Doesn't make a difference. Alive or dead, a person should be bound to Hashem. So we should be cling to the bond of life. How do you cling to the bond of life? You do good deeds, you do misfortune, and say good things about Hashem, you praise Hashem, and you think the very Torah. There's more. So now it comes to karet. There are a number of sins that are punishable by karet, which is the destruction of the soul, the cutting off of the soul. Karet means the soul is cut off from its roots in the higher worlds. 
Except nefesh, ruach, neshama. The question is, where is that cut? Where is the break in the, in the, in the soul? So he says, look at what he says. This is Rav Chaim In order that no one should remain permanently banished from Hashem, you ordained in the case of Karet, only the lower nine of the ten spiritual stages of the soul are cut off. Whereas the tenth and the highest stage is never disconnected from heavenly root. Okay? Alright? So, a person say, did a bad deed. Where is the soul cut? He said, Nefesh represents a bad deed. It's cut after, under the first of the spherot of Nefesh. You have nine of the Nefesh down below, and the one above is stuck. It's cut away. A person sin with their speech. So the, the nine levels of the Ruach are cut, and then the, far, the higher level ones are stuck above. A person sins in their thoughts. The highest level of Neshama is cut away from everything else. But it has one left. Why? The one left is stuck to God. Why? To give the ability to rejoin and regroup. So that's what he says. So the ability of Teshuvah is left because it's cut in such a way that it can be joined again. So it's like a chain. One chain breaks and it can be rejoined again. So as long as it can be rejoined, that's Teshuvah. Teshuvah fixes this spiritual chain that it can be rejoined together. So let's just read this uh, section. You ordained in the case of Karen. Only the lower nine of the ten spiritual stages of the solar cut, whereas the tenth and the highest stage is never disconnected from heavenly roots. So we can always fix it. Why? By verbally confessing, as the Rambam says, the mitzvah of Teshuvah is vidui. By verbally confessing to the sin, a person can reconnect the nine stages of his soul that were cut off. And so if a person sinned through speech, by slandering or committing other sins that taint the ruach element of his soul, he can restore the ruach element by doing teshuva. So can you imagine a person can have his nefesh because his deeds are perfect. Our halavai, our deeds were perfect. We probably every day just smashing our nefesh, and by bad speech smashing the ruach. It's terrific damage. Terrific damage. But we can fix them all by teshuva. Teshuva, we can fix them all. So neshama element by speech. So a person uses bad speech. They call someone a bad name. They curse someone. Horrible. May he go to hell. It's a horrible thing to say. Horrible thing to say. Curse someone. I wouldn't curse my worst enemy. Because you know what? Because Abraham Avinu got a blessing. What was his blessing? Whoever curses you will be cursed. Whoever blesses you will be blessed. Whoever curses you will be cursed. So you curse someone else. It comes right back. Doesn't just doesn't pay the curse. Doesn't pay the curse at all. Huh? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Some people really mean it. So it's a horrible thing. And a person's going to know that it's going to come back. It's like a boomerang. When you say what a person says to others, and what a person wants to do to others, it comes back to them straight away. The result says, when you judge other people badly, you're really judging yourself. That's why it says it's very important to judge other people favorably. Give them the benefit of the doubt. It's very hard. It's very hard. Can it happen if you came back to him or back to his song? Yes, yeah, well, it depends. depends what he wants to do. It comes to him. So sometimes it comes to him through the children, if they're underage. It's tragic, tragic. Okay, so a person's going to be very careful. Always think good thoughts, always try and bless other people, don't try and curse other people, bless other people, even if they do something bad. We say in the Shmonesra, at the end of Shmonesra, if people curse me, my soul be like a stone, like a rock. Hard to do. But you've got to do it. It's hard. What's the alternative? Going to curse them back? It's hard. It's you know, when I grew up in Shul, I had an amazing tutor. My tutor was the president of the Shul. I'll never forget this. 
We had a very shul of bad-tempered people, very short-tempered. They have short fuses. And every Shabbat, there would be some kind of... They'd scream at him. And he would look at them and smile. Yes, 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 you're right, you're right. And screaming, they're screaming. They just basically got set up, fed up with screaming. I mean, they never reacted. <laughs> if you never react, people are going to just leave you alone. So he was like a stone. And eventually he continued and they, you know, it's, uh, they got fed up. So you can't really shout at a stone. It's like, you know. So it's a very important, he taught me a very important technique. Just saying, yeah, yes, yeah, right. Okay. Just don't react. Don't react. People have felt they want people to react. They want to try and dig in. My rabbi in Israel would say, I can't talk to you now. You're angry. I can't talk to you. I don't talk to my policy. I don't talk to angry people. <laughs> also very effective. Because the guy really wants to scream at someone. I can't talk to you right now. So a person's sin through speech or committed other sins attain the ruach element, he can restore the ruach by doing teshuva. But the neshama is not affected because it's rooted in the higher worlds. Man's action has no effect at all on the neshama. However, if he has immoral thoughts, he hurts himself. The sparks of the neshama disappear, but the neshama itself is not tarnished by the thoughts. So that we can't tarnish our neshama. Our neshama goes away, leaves us, but then he broke, he broke the chain. We can get back to Neshama by thinking good thoughts, by doing Teshuvah the bad thoughts. Okay. Now we come to Yaakov's dream. Exactly the same thing. He said, climbing up the ladder, you're climbing up your deeds, you're perfecting the deeds, perfecting the speech, and then perfecting the thoughts. So look, what he says. When the nefesh element is afflicted by a person's sins, and most sins are prompted by the nefesh, most of our sins are physical sins. And a person does teshuva, it can be healed and elevated by the ruach. But when the ruach is marred by the sins affect the ruach, it can only be rectified by the nishama above. So a person's got to go one step above to heal the lower levels. The next thing, okay. So sages tell us a man is a microcosm. A miniature replica of the higher worlds. And this is the borne out by Yaakov's vision of the ladder. Okay. So the ladder is on the ground. That's what we are, on the ground. But its head was in the heavens. And that's where our souls are. So low levels of the soul are on the ground. That's a Ruach. And the highest level of the soul is a Neshama, which goes in the, in, in the heavens. So the top of the ladder symbolizes the Neshama, which emanates in the heaven from the breath of Hashem's mouth. From there it is lowered like a ladder or a chain to connect with the Ruach. And the Ruach connects with the Nefesh, which is lowered down into man, down on earth. So think about this. It's like a telescope coming from up to down. The soul comes from up to down. The origins of the soul in Hashem. Hashem's breathing it down into us. So it's not like it's going from down to up. It's going from up to down. The soul is coming from down, up to down. And the vision of the ladder going, of the angels going up and down the ladder signifies the status of the angels. Any given mode is determined by man's actions, speech, and thoughts. So if the angels are going up, that means we're making them go up. And we have to elevate them. And sometimes angels come down. We're bringing down energies. We're sending up spiritual energies through our ladder. And we're sending, bringing down spiritual energies. So a person's triggering all the time. We're triggering all the time. We're triggering good energies and bad energies. Person does a good deed, we're getting pure, holy energies into ourselves. Those are the angels coming down. The good deeds are the angels going up. And a bad person, the hustle is going to do the opposite, is triggering bad energies coming down. 
Very good question. Excellent question. So that's a very good question. So it depends on a person's madriga. Depends on a person's level. The Gemara says when a person sleeps, they're giving an accounting of what they did that day and they're signing their own hands. It's like, uh, we don't see this. We don't. Every day we give an accounting to Hashem. This is what's shown after when the person goes to Shemar. Exactly. I say, hey, you signed it. It's your signature. <laughs> Whatever that means. It means uh, you can't deny it. You know, you're going to be in place. But a person's on a high level can direct their soul. Amazing. Arisa can direct their soul. Which yeshiva am I going to tonight? I'll go to the Rambam. I'll go to the Yosef Karu. I'll go here. I'll go. Amazing. I suppose I can say before they, before they sleep. I want to learn Torah in my sleep. So it's a very, it's possible, but it's a very high level. It's very, very it means a person's pure in the day and they can direct their thoughts at night. Amazing. So once he was murmuring in his sleep, it was a Shabbat afternoon, he was asleep, taking his sleep, and his, his students saw his, his muttering in his sleep. When he woke up, they said, Rabbi, what are you, what, why are you muttering? He said, it was taking 70 years to teach you what I learned in my sleep, in two hours. Those are the greats. So, it's uh, what we can do in our sleep is terrific. A spiritual person can do in their sleep can do tremendous tikkunim in their sleep. Because the soul is up there, but if they can, they're aware of what it's doing, what it's up to, they're, they're in control even when they're asleep. It's amazing. Amazing, amazing. Most people don't have to do this. Most people don't do this. Most people, what we do is we do teshuva before we sleep. And this way, when we go to sleep, the accounting is a good accounting. Did the shiva already? I forgave and I forget. It's so important to forgive and forget other people. And it's so hard to do. Listen, you know, the best thing to do is just forgive and forget. Scream at you, shout at you. Yeah. Forgive and forget, it's all in God's hands, and I, I don't wish anyone bad. Other people do. I don't wish anyone bad. And the best thing to do is sleep with a good conscience. I don't wish anyone bad, I wish everyone good. And Hashem, bless the Zion, keep far away from me. Amen. Far away. All the bad, all the people who trouble you. Shesha, bless them, far away, keep away, far away, that's all. Reish Lakish says, The Holy One, blessed be He, connected His name to the Jewish people. And maybe, look at this, look at this mashal, he says. This is uh, in the Yushalmi, Tanit. We compared to a king who pondered about what to do with the key of his palace. Can you imagine? The king came out of his palace, locked the door. What am I going to do with the key? <laughs> Most of us put it in our pockets, right? If I leave it lying around, it will get lost. Let me attach a chain to the key. You know, a lot of people now, they have these long, you ever seen those long strings? Yeah. Crazy. Uh, you have one? Huh? People, it's, a belt and it's like hanging out of their pocket. With a key? Yeah, the key at the end. Right? I don't know what the idea is. You can, people won't forget the key. They don't lose it. Just put it backwards and forwards. Yeah, so it doesn't get lost. Let me attach a chain to the key. Exactly. This way, the chain, I'll be able to pull the chain and the key won't get lost. So Hashem said, if I leave the Jews unattended, the nations of the world will swallow them up. They'll be assimilated in no time. I will attach my great name to them. Amazing. Hashem says, I'm going to attach my name, Israel, to the Jews. As long as you remember who you are, your name is going to pull you away from assimilation. I'm different. I'm Israel. And don't worry, they try to remind us every day that we're different. It's anti-Semitism. All this comes back. If Jews want to be the same, anti-Semitism is going to be even worse. If Israel wants to be a nation like all the other nations, the Jews, they're going to remind us, you're not. The United Nations is going to remind you, you're not a nation like the other nations. You're different. One of the biggest mistakes we're making today is we want to be like them. 
want to be in the Eurovision Song Contest, and we're better than them. It's amazing how we won this. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> want to put our rocket on the moon. We're crazy. That's not the way we should be. That's being like them. We don't want to be like that. We're going to be different. We're going to be spiritual. And then they'll leave us alone. That's what they're waiting to see. That, you know, it's amazing how it's hard to realize that. So that's the parable. The parable is, Hashem said, I'm going to attach my belt to my key. What is the belt? My name is going to be attached to them. So the rabbis say, this is a parable to the Jewish nation. Which, what does that mean? What's the key? Man is the key that opens and closes the doors to the high and lower palaces of the world. Heaven. By our deeds. The actions we perform can open the doors to the higher worlds. So the nefesh element of the soul has its counterpart in the root and the nefesh in the highest worlds. And Hashem has mercy and intense concern for man's well-being. If I allow man's nefesh to do at will, the connection between the nefesh, ruach, and Hashem will be lost. The nefesh will go down to the lowest levels. And since the ruach will cut itself off of it, there's no way the nefesh can be pulled up again. So the nefesh will be lost forever. And that's what it says in Yom Kippur. A person who does not fast in Yom Kippur, it says, Hashem will destroy that soul, that nefesh. So Hashem made a way that each of these parts of the soul are connected to each other. And therefore, even the nefesh falls down, the ruach will put it back up. Through teshuva, a person will pull it back. So we're going to stop here. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen, amen. We're going to continue next week. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.